0: This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is a very special holiday edition of All I Wanna Do Is Talk About Madonna. Ho ho ho. I don't appreciate it when you call me a hoe.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually I do.
1: What a what a what a great, crazy year it's been, Kenny. Oh
0: my goodness, Mark. Yeah. Let's look back and reflect.
1: Well, um, you know, we do like to take a breather during these insane seasons we do of All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. I mean, yeah. We're in the middle of um, Hard Candy. Oh, yeah. What's turning out to be quite a wild ride. We're it, having quite a journey with this record. It is quite a journey. Yeah, I mean, we're off the rails. Off <laughs> the fucking rails. And I kind of like us
0: this way. Well, I think it's our true state. <laughs> it is, it we've, is. We've held it together for four and a half seasons, I know. and now it's like the truth is coming. We're out.
1: ripping up the rule book and throwing
0: it out the window. You <laughs> know, in, our, in <laughs> the car,
1: Madonna's driving.
0: I think it's more like we kept trying to write a rule book, and now we've just given up on whatever, bothering. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but we had. I mean, we've had such a crazy, wonderful. Uh, yeah insane yeah i mean the year has been so hard and difficult in so many ways around the world yeah and yet we've had a blast <laughs> <laughs> we have
0: been fortunate very very fortunate Correct. this year and i'm thankful for all of the the positive energy between wow. us and from people who listen to the show who have reached out to us on instagram but also in person email and
1: emails and um in airports i love when i yes. get recognized in oh, airports yeah. and in bookstores you and get work.
0: recognized a lot i no one has ever recognized
1: me but i keep a lower profile than you yeah yeah no it's the boys. It it is they voice they hear the voice yeah. they hear it and they're like wait a second and i'm like oh yeah here we it comes it's fun <laughs> it's fun I, it's my natural state it is really fun and no it, it is your
0: natural state yeah. i mean you are you are a a sh- a shining light That needs thank to shine you. brighter Thank you, Kenny um, So just as a, a picture For all who are listening We're sitting in Mark's apartment Which is where we We don't normally Record in no, Mark's apartment No, we're in my
1: apartment Covered in books and uh, paper It's, it's and, a gorgeous apartment Thank you
0: Very, very warm And um, very like Um new york's new york artists yeah apartment um and so i brought the portable recorder today yeah for the visual mark is sitting on his couch um and i'm lying on the floor <laughs> With, because my stomach is, I'm feeling a little bloated, <laughs> so I'm trying to get into this. This is this is this is the real this
1: is the real intimacy of the special you know, episode. This
0: time of year, it's like you're going to so many events.
1: And Mega that. listeners are listening to this. The people who just want to hear the songs, they're like, I don't need They've to hear. They've already passed. <laughs> they, them, like they're like, click. they're just, they're just, they're not talking about Madonna. <laughs> they're they're like, talking about the lives. <laughs> like, nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for this,
0: <laughs> but. We are here for this You very look very episode. comfortable
1: and that makes me fills me with joy because I, I don't host a lot of people in my apartment it's a workspace and a sleeping space yeah. and a, and a and a recharge space so for you to be here and be so comfortable makes me really
0: happy. Well, thank you. I'm honored that you invite me into your space. I know you are like that about your space. Private. But I wish you, I wish, you know, I think you have such a great space for entertaining. and I'm
1: surprised you don't entertain me. Well, I, I am. It's one of my resolutions for 2024 is to go back and do more yoga and yeah. entertain, have a couple dinner parties, because I have this big table in my dining room. Yeah. And I also think that I'd like to do a, um, some kind of performance event here, because if you think about it, my dining room could be a seating oh. area, and then this could be a, sta- a, a theatrical space. Oh. Backstages, like the kitchen could be a backstage okay. area.
0: Um, so that's one of your resolutions. Do you have any other New Year's resolutions to share?
1: Um, well, a lot of change is happening in the world of mark snyder i'm g- I'm gonna yeah. be um uh staying open, just being open to what's coming yeah and 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 available to all the opportunities that are coming that's that's what I really want and um uh, and for us to keep talking, yes, I love it, yeah so we should what about you what are your resolutions do you have any resolutions um yeah i kind of do i i don't know that they're resolutions
0: but i i just have had to sort of reckon with that i've overcommitted myself this past like six months yeah and so my resolution is to like um to i have to i have to push some things off of my plate yeah and I need to I need to take care of myself more. Yeah, uh, because I've been just I've i never stopped working right now, and I'm just yeah. driving me crazy. And I just don't have any time for the quality things in my life or to really relax. So I think that my resolution is that is sort of like slow down.
1: Yeah, I like um, that. I think that's also one of like that's the the part of being open is slowing down. Yeah,
2: and then I'm
0: I my other resolution is to put out a lot of work, creative work because I have like. A ton of creative work that i've been like in the queue yes like it's in the done. queue and it's yeah. ready to start to share and i just i think i just need to you know you you know you have to like sometimes just like push yourself off the cliff yeah. and do it i think 2024 is a big sharing of work here
1: i me. think i would agree and i think if you if our listeners are interested in us sharing news about that work yeah. I think uh, just let us know. You know how to reach us because yeah, please reach. You out. know this is obviously a podcast about Madonna, who just continues to churn out things. Yeah, uh, but we, you know, we're working and creating and writing and thinking and feeling and sharing. And if you want us to share with you, we will oh, absolutely. Mm. So you know who did share yes, with us? Yes, yes. Uh, some I'm of so our excited. wonderful listeners fi- shared some confessions with us during the Confessions on a Dance for yes. episodes. And I think we're finally ready to um, share them with everybody. Yes. However, yes. we're going to do it a different
0: way. Yes, we are. How are we going to do it, Kenny? Well, we have put all the confessions into a
1: hat. Yes, and or a bag, a a cris- a bag, because I don't like when Madonna wears a hat, and I don't want to use <laughs> a hat. Do You don't like when she wears any hats. I get very suspicious when she wears. That means she's hiding something. Oh, I think it's part of her looks. Yeah, when when has it ever been part of? Well, her- like during the show, she wore a hat, and it was very callback to like the early '80s Madonna. You know, I like just remember the the leather hat in Who's That Girl. Wow. <laughs> (laughs) And I was like, oh, girl, we're in trouble. The only hat that Madonna was successful in, I think, I'm thinking about hats, the hat that she wore in uh, League of Their Own, her baseball hat. (laughs) For all the way, May. (laughs) For all the way, May. She did look really cute in that. That's not just a name, that's an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we have a bag. We have a bag full of the... A tote. A hipster tote from Brooklyn
0: <laughs> That says all I want to do is talk about Madonna On It's, it. It. it's true And it's true. so we're, we have not listened to any of the confessions yes. We have put them into this bag And we're going to reach into the bag at random Pull a confession out Listen to it And then discuss So, um, Mark, do you want to reach into
1: the bag first? I would love to do that with pleasure. Here we go, Mark. That's not the bag. Oh, ow, ow! (laughs) Hi, Sunny. That's my belly. Oh my gosh! (laughs) There's that moistness from the show. (laughs) Oh lord. Here we go.
3: Okay. Okay. So, my first adult sexual experience was when I was 17, and it was a college guy um, out here where I live. I think he was 20 or 21 at the time. And uh, I think I met him on Planet Out, of all things. Uh, It was either Planet Out or maybe an AOL chat room. I can't remember. But anyway, um, even at 17, I had the presence of mind to go like, "Okay, let's meet at the mall, you know, somewhere public, you know, just in case. And a friend of mine brought me so that she could be there to see that I, you know, went off okay and that I could give her the thumbs up that everything was all right and that she could go on about her day. Um, So got there, you know, we we seemed to hit it off and uh, went back to his dorm room. And I remember um, his closet doors were one big mirror and I thought that was really hot. And, you know, stuff started happening. And all of a sudden, in the middle of stuff, he started hyperventilating just uncontrollably and he was gesturing at me toward the bedside stand he had a drawer and he was gesturing to it and I was freaking out and I opened the drawer and he had an inhaler in there so I grabbed it I gave it to him he took a couple of hits and he slowly started to calm down and he told me Oh my god, you know, I'm so sorry. Uh it, when in my in my teens, I used to lift weights and one time I was bench pressing really really heavy and one of my lungs collapsed. So now I have to have an inhaler. And I was like, "Oh my god, but during during in the moment, I couldn't I was like this guy is going to die and oh my god, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to get him dressed and then I'm going to have what am I going to say to my mother? Um but so that's That was that, and uh, I I don't think I ever saw him again, so uh, I don't even remember his name, but there you go.
1: I don't even know your (laughs) name. (laughs) (laughs) That's Joey. Joey? Our artist friend. Joey. who, Who did the art for our show. Oh, I know. Our live show. I did know that. He's such a sweet man. I love that he went to the mall. I mean. He met him at the mall. That's very safe. Is it, though? I think so. It's a public place. Yeah, there's not a lot of. Um, I think you know. It's interesting. I don't. I feel like this is one of the good things about technology. Yeah. Now everybody can be tracked easily because I think to myself, if you didn't have a phone and you met a stranger in the mall, they could drug you and drag you like out a side entrance and into your car, and you could disappear. True. And now you'd have a phone, and people would be able to. It could still happen. But they would also they'd be deterred because like the text (laughs) messages would be in the phone. This is getting so dark. I know. Did did you ever hook up at the mall?
2: I did. I've
1: hooked up at the mall. And like in like the bathrooms? No, I went to this is my mother's going to be mortified. (laughs) So on the second floor of the mall, there was a religious. Um, bookstore, yeah. where they also sold artifacts <laughs> and stuff. Uh-huh. And I went in there to buy my grandmother a, a Christmas present, and I was gonna get her a new rosary bead. Now, uh-huh. I was probably like 15 or 16, and thinking <laughs> my grandmother needed another rosary bead, I mean, the woman was Irish Catholic, and had like 18 of them. And so, but I went in, and I didn't, don't think I got her one, I think I got her like a Mary statue or something and there was a guy in there like trolling.
0: Whoa. Yeah, and you were
1: 15. I was yeah, I was I was about to turn 16. Wow. Yeah. We didn't like m- like do it, but we made out. Was, was he an older person? He was he was probably in his 20s, so he seemed very old to me. So like you know. It was underage, yeah. 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 Yeah, have you uh, well, what are the malls like in my I mean cuz like
2: oh, the I'm malls thinking are like major.
1: like you know the malls the, the, the all those photos of abandoned malls and stuff yeah. those are my malls like old yeah. decrepit buildings with empty storefronts and You know,
0: I think you think of Miami as like all this glamour and you know and south sprawling
1: Beach. I think of like outdoor malls and things
0: there it, there was one growing up I think I've talked about this on yeah. the show the falls it yeah, was yeah. an outdoor mall with little waterfalls oh, in it beautiful um, but the biggest mall in, in south Miami is Dadeland yeah. or was when I was growing up and Dadeland was like you know probably like four square miles oh my god um, <laughs> like a city That's it a was city. a little city I do love malls
1: I, I, I'm excited because um uh I, well, I'm we're recording this before the holidays, but uh, I'll, I will be spending time, because my sister Kate, who's been on our show, she was on the Cherish episode, she um, is a notorious last-minute shopper. <laughs> she will have no <laughs> gifts when she arrives. So we will go to the mall at, like, 8 o'clock at night with mm. all of the other, like, dads who are out buying their wives, like, a diamond. And Sheldon. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Sheldon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon, like, frequently on on Christmas Day we can me it's usually just me sheldon and his mom like yeah. we do like we have like a ritual or a yeah. thing we do and renee and i will be sitting in the other room and we'll just hear sheldon in the other room wrapping his <laughs> presents. <nicely>. <laughs> 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 like we're like oh Sheldon. <laughs> at least we got presents yeah
1: and um, they're not wrapped very long all n- that exactly, work for like fresh. 10 minutes and then
0: renee's like i'll keep
1: all of this Wrapping, wrapping paper. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. That's sweet. I don't
0: ever see it repurposed. But no. back to the mall. Um, yeah, definitely hooked up in malls. I don't have I feel like it was so many times I can't really recall okay. one specific. Well, mall. neither can
1: Joey. Joey doesn't remember this guy's name <laughs> He's the
0: first person. Well, most of the time you don't get to know one's name. But they had you, met they had met online. Yeah. And then met at the mall. Yeah. You know, I got my tickets for sticky and sweet tour in miami at the mall that sounds about right <laughs> did you wait in a line or no 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 i i um got them off craigslist and we agreed to meet you met Av- at the mall we met at the aventure mall oh, that's
1: great that they were real take tick- like yeah you know, um, like,
0: it was good that's it's, lucky it was that's very lucky. lucky
1: do you want to listen to another
0: one all right i'm going to reach into the bag this time
4: okay. hey kenny and mark dorito in london here uh, it was really lovely to meet you both at your live recording earlier this year in Clapham. Um, So I have a confession about Confessions. I've been desperately waiting for this season and your take on Confessions, which resonates on a deep personal level. Uh, I just moved to the UK from Canada when it came out and was excited about beginning a new chapter in my life. Um, The album dropped just after my birthday. Hung Up was pumping out of the atmosphere and it felt like everybody was hooked on Madonna again. Um, My first job in London was for commercial broadcaster ITV, where I'd landed a pretty sweet job in the internal comms department, Madonna was deep into the Confessions press junket at the time, and one of my first tasks was to organize a competition. Uh, The prize was two tickets for a recording of a popular British talk show hosted by the legendary Michael Parkinson. And of course, Madonna was the guest. And of course, I fixed the competition, so the winner of these golden tickets was a colleague who agreed to bring me along as their plus one when they won. So there I am, fresh off the boat, in a live studio audience, up close and personal with Madonna. I'd only seen her once before in Toronto at the reinvention tour from the nosebleeds, but today I can see her eyelashes and she is tiny, beautiful perfection. Some hardcore fans in the audience are pure comedy when they put the audience fluffer in his place, telling him to shut up so we can all watch Madonna get her touch-ups done in complete silence between takes. She sang Hung Up and Get Together, which is still a personal favourite of mine, but this entire album for me is just a, a timeless sparkling gem. I will remember this moment forever, and have absolutely no regrets about fixing the competition. I hope to see you on this side of the pond again soon, or maybe in Lisbon when it comes time for your review of Madame X.
1: Oh, Dorito, he was so lovely. Oh my God, so sweet. Oh, yeah. Canadians just do it for me. What a, what a sweet okay. man. He's such yeah. a sweet guy. I love that whole story.
0: <laughs> but
1: my favorite
0: part of the story is that the queens insisted okay. on complete silence to watch Madonna get her touch-ups.
1: <laughs> I'm Look. sorry. Th- th- that job sucks, <laughs> being the audience fluffer, like the comedian who warms up an audience.
0: Oh, well, it definitely sucks. But also, for the person who has that job, it's probably a great job. You yeah. Know? But I think, like, I can't think of anything more transcendent than just getting to watch Madonna in silence from a distance uh-huh. and like to see, you know what I mean? To see her in her, her in her element, yeah. just doing whatever she's doing yeah, without having to engage, but just like, I appreciate like the silence of that. I also appreciate that he, uh, sorry, no. uh, that he, um, you know, swayed the contests to make sure. I have.
1: I. I do not uh, question that in one beat. I would do the, exactly oh, the same thing. I wouldn't that. even like do the illusion. I'd be like, we're not. We're not giving this away. I'm taking <laughs> these tickets. Why would we? Why would we put? Ourselves through the farce of doing a giveaway, <laughs> like you know, for equity. I mean, for, I I love yeah. our listeners, but if like you know, Madonna's <laughs> label says, "Hey, here's four seats to confession to the celebration tour." When it comes to MSG in January, yeah. I'd be like, "Thank you." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mine. I'm yeah, just kidding. we're not gonna have a contest. No, no, right. Michael. Uh, my, my contests are for flunkies and whatever. <gasps> you've um, never you've never
0: like entered a contest
1: No, I've entered a contest. I won't throw a contest. No. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a little craven, don't you think? I mean, I think it's just a
0: way to get you know, some energy around something. Right. That's great. But That's great. I don't
1: believe in contests. I think that, w- yes. Like the Oscars. I think everyone's a winner. Yeah. And contest starts with the word con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen, brother. Preach that. <laughs> um, speaking of con, Michael Parkinson, um, yeah. he's a great interviewer. Um, but is kind of like Charlie Rose. He kind of gets oh. a lot of like, in hindsight, you see how condescending and yeah. rude he is to guests I remember that, we talked about this on the show, the Meg Ryan um, interview that he did. He did a legendarily bad interview with Meg Ryan around in the cut, and she's kind of over it, and they, they just have no chemistry. Hmm. And um, so it was really interesting to see Madonna during that interview that, that Dorito was there for um, charm the pants off that man. Yeah. She was great that night.
0: She's... She's very rarely not great yeah. in an interview s- situation, especially when there's a camera. Um, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: And an yeah. activity.
0: Yeah, even in the sticky and sweet interviews, which you've you've proclaimed are boring. Yes, there's actually a lot of really good ones that we haven't really talked about yet that we should talk about. We'll like know.
1: you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got plenty to talk yeah, about for sure. We love Dorito. Oh,
0: thank you, Dorito.
1: I'm sad I didn't see him when I was over again. I will. Yeah, I'll connect with you. Yeah. All right, here I go. I'm di- I'm digging to the bottom. All right.
5: Hi Kenny and Mark. Um Mark, I'm about the same age as you and for my confession, I was thinking um that Um, in addition to Madonna being like my, probably my biggest outlet when I was a young gay and, um, growing up in Connecticut in the eighties and nineties, um, one of my worst things that I used to do was go to the, um, Borders superstore, um, back before Borders actually shut down and went bankrupt. And I used to buy Barnes and Noble magazine, or sorry, um, Billboard magazines, Um, and then go back to the magazine rack and then get a Playgirl and then put it inside the oversized billboards that I would buy so I could steal the Playgirls. And it was the the one way that I could kind of um, be gay and get gay pornography before the age of the Internet. Um, And I was always absolutely petrified that I would get discovered and, um, you know, charged with um, both shoplifting and homosexuality. Um,
1: So that's my confession. (laughs) This is why Borders went out of fucking business. <laughs> it's because people would just take the magazines and stack them, read them all and then leave nobody bought anything at fucking Borders. Oh, first of all, I love Borders. <laughs> borders is such a time and a place. I love Borders. Oh. Too. No. The the, the the staff at the Borders were like celebrities. Uh-huh. They were like they were angsty, they were cultured, yeah. they they were like comic book writers. Yes. They were like awful. And they hated everybody. <laughs> it was amazing i just
0: feel like i just have all these memories of like my mom and i going to borders to like go find books together like in mm-hmm. junior did you sit high. in the cafe um with, with your yeah, purchases of course yeah. well it was also novel you know the, yeah the, <laughs> get it oh, Lord. Uh, but they did have a very they had a tiny because i wasn't out in high school um but they did have a tiny gay and lesbian or queer section because yeah. I
1: remember passing it. in cultural studies. Yeah. It was near cultural studies yeah. and then there was in the lifestyle section of the magazines they would have like the advocate and out. Right. Right. And I would always get those and slip them into the stack. Because I, I was I mean, not above st- like getting a stack of things to read and then not buy. <laughs> no, you'd no, buy no. A, a coffee. And you'd then, then have you have to buy sit. a coffee. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it was also, like, people would sit, like, down on the floor. For hours. Yeah, (laughs) just reading shit. But I think this thing about, you know, like, the, first of all, Billboard and Playgirl, it's, like, my yes, my two favorite things, music and and dick. Yeah. Like, and oh.
1: stats. There's <laughs> Do, lots of stats in the billboard. That's right. oh, you yeah, would get all your please. stats.
0: Oh my god. I mean, didn't you didn't you go to Billboard like every week to see Obsessed? What yeah, like,
1: uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cindy Lauper's record she is dropped. dropped. She's below the 10. Oh my, oh my God. god. Banana Rama's number four. <laughs> <laughs> Can they make the number one spot? <laughs>
0: is Cruel Summer a great hit or not? Um but it was I, number one with a bullet. <laughs> it, was, it was um um but i think too like first of all why was borders selling playgirl and playboy magazine exactly. and penthouse yeah and, yeah and like you know what a what a time when we had to like hide our sexuality oh like, yeah you
1: know um well and, and this idea that like you're gonna get um, cause I, I remember like buying like, I think a James Baldwin novel or something mm-hmm. at Borders and being like terrified that, that they were going to know it was like Giovanni's room or something right? and being like, oh my God, they're going to know there's gay content or, and I think I also bought my first Tales of the City oh. book, the Amistad Maupin yeah. book. I think I yeah. bought the first one at a Borders and being like, oh my God, wow. they're going to tell my mother. That I'm reading this queer, but th- th- my mom wasn't like that. I think yeah. she would have been more mortified had I gotten a play bo- play girl. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I didn't. You know, um,
0: first of all, I'm just dawning on me that I I didn't read anything
1: at all queer mm. until I was out of high school. Do you remember the first really um, important queer book you read? Like, the one that was like, oh, my God, I see myself?
0: Um, I wouldn't say I saw myself in it, but my first queer author that was, like, really important to me mm. was um, Jean Genet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got into, like, Mishima. Did you ever read Mishima? No. Yakuo Mishima. He was, like, a,
1: oh, I think, Japanese
0: writer. Yeah. Who was, I guess either closeted gay or was gay but didn't talk about it, eventually it committed Harikari. Yeah. Like, um and his novels had some kind of undertones that I was always trying to read into. But I think Jeanne was the one, Our Lady of the Flowers was the book. Oh, of course. And then of course. You know. Um but uh yeah I think that was my and then and then I went like um on a whole yeah. you know and there's tyrant. a gateway. There's a gateway. Yeah. I
1: mean I remember I again I was I, I... When I was in London, when I lived in England in 1997, I was probably 20, and I read Paul Monet's book um, *Becoming a Man*, oh, which, yeah. which was a really like that was the first book that I like really connected with, and it just blew me open. And then once I got back to the states, I was like devouring queer literature everywhere I could, and um, and David Sedaris is *Naked* was a book that really because it was so funny and so um um profane but and his queerness was just kind of like another weird dysfunctional detail about Mm -hmm. his life Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i'm gay and uh, it's like oh yeah and i've got this boyfriend who's like you know chewing with his mouth open (laughs) so right uh, oh i'm glad he didn't get arrested i am too thank you for sharing that though all right. Are you going to open
0: Oh, next? yeah. Oh, all yeah. Right. I'm just going to take whatever, whatever my fingers touch first. Oh.
6: Are you ready for some controversy? Today, I must confess that my favorite Madonna song of all time is Rebel Heart, a version. Yes, you heard it right, my friends. And I'm not sorry. When I heard it for the first time, when it leaked, my mind was blown away. I thought her voice sounded so good, so mature, so clear. The lyrics reflecting on her journey, the folky melody. It reminded me a little bit of the Madonna from American Life and even the Madonna from Real Life. Um, even my friends who were not Madonna songs, they were like, wow, this is a classic. And I felt like, okay, guys, we have a mega hit coming f- for this decade. and when I realized that it was not going to be the first single, that the standard version didn't even have the song, and that the final uh, cut that made the album had nothing to do with the original one. And it, it had this Rebel, huh? this kind of a chorus, like uh, missing, sorry for the singing. Oh uh, no, I was devastated, I was so disappointed. I was like, this has been such a missed opportunity for her or for her fans and for the whole world to see this gem. And I imagine uh, the whole stadium being there, seeing the in the as the final track from the Rebel Heart Tour with confetti, with a uh, fireworks, with a super extended version on it. Oh, it really breaks my heart up to this day. And I hope that one day justice is made for Rebel Heart, the Beach version.
1: Are you bitches in my gang? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is the funniest fucking speech one I've ever heard. First of all,
0: um, that is in our future. We have not even talked about it. We've
1: not even talked about it. But there are, but there are like a bunch of Avicii versions yes. of the Rebel Heart yes, songs. Yes. and. That when that leaked, when that rebel heart leaked, yes. I was I I am with you, my oh, friend. It's so much more beautiful. So sexy, so yeah. beautiful, anthemic that D-d-d-d-d-d. Remember that yes, part of it? Of course. I, I we, love it. Oh I my love God. it.
0: So I hear you and I feel you and I also appreciate your
1: passion for this.
0: Oh my gosh. Um I am in your gang.
1: David, we love you, and I am so like I hope that she does it, too. I think that that would be amazing. Yeah. But it is. Oh, I said amazing. Oh, I'm slapping myself. Ow! Um, <laughs> uh, it, it isn't that much different, though. I mean, the, the guitar <laughs> is there. And, you know, it's not <laughs> this, like, crazy reinvention of the song. Um, but, but I do agree with you. It would have meant so, so much to the whole world yes really with the and the confetti i wish confetti for you david yes always all right here we go we're going to dig down all right your turn mark hey kenny hey mark
7: robbie here from australia my confession goes back to 1991. i was 11 living in dubai which was very backward catholic upbringing conflicted sexuality madonna was my only source of joy and comfort In Dubai, it was really impossible to get any Madonna music or videos, but through family, friends, and some shady methods, I actually acquired quite a collection. Um, Anyway, back to being 11, Madonna had taken over my life, and my parents hated what a distraction she was. But all I really wanted to do was live, breathe, and talk about her. Anyway, my grades kept slipping, and I eventually got a really bad report card. So I stupidly hit it and went to the mall. I got home and noticed my bedroom door was shut. I opened it and couldn't believe my eyes. My entire collection of about 30 Madonna cassettes and all my VHS tapes, including my most valuable, The Blunt Ambition Niece Show, were all smashed and chopped to pieces with my dad's kitchen cleaver. He's a chef. (laughs) They found my report. This was punishment. Tape was pulled out of every cassette and I was staring at a mountain of brown tape and shards of black plastic. I looked up and all my Madonna posters on every wall and cupboard were ripped to shreds. My dad said, take this shit and throw it out of your life. You will never see or hear her again. He made me scoop up piles of tape, smashed plastic and poster shreds and shovel it into a garbage bag. I was so numb I couldn't even cry. When he wasn't looking, I went through the garbage bag and tried to salvage album covers or anything I could find where her face was still intact and I hid them. That was all soon found and destroyed. For about a year, I felt broken, empty, and alone. In my small 11-year-old world, the only thing I loved was taken away from me so violently. My grades eventually improved, but something shifted and I became obsessed with getting her back. My parents realized how fucked up what they did was and no one was gonna stop me. We moved to Australia in 1995, thank God, and by then she was back in my life and bigger than ever. What's really funny is all they really did was push me closer to her.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. That's hard. That is really hard. I want to say first that it was beautifully told yeah, and agree. really tenderly told and also i appreciated like that you captured all of like the fury and pain of that too i i i think there must be so many of these kinds of stories you know uh, people who have experienced things like this um so and it's just also a beautiful story to know that you know there was he came out on the other end.
1: Of course you know? he did, because he's Robbie, and he's tough and resilient, and he's a Madonna fan. Yeah. And that's the thing that um, I I think more than anything, like never fuck around or count us down because we're going to come back stronger. Um, I'm so sorry that happened to Robbie, though. Me too. And, and to be so young and to be about something so silly as grades. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know.
0: But this is why this is why Madonna is so important in our lives. She has been at times the one thing that we can hold on to and know there's something else. There's another way of living. There's another way of thinking,
1: another way of being. Robbie, if you um, want another VHS copy of the Blonde Ambition tour on Nice, I have my copy, and I would be more than willing to give it to you. Oh my gosh, Mark! Because no, I'm yeah. serious. I would give that to you, and it's the whole concert, including the little Karen Duffy interview oh. in the middle or the at the beginning. Um, I would totally do that for you because it 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 was a magical night. Yeah. We taped it right off the t- TV from that night on HBO. Yeah. Mm. We love you, Robbie. love you. Love so you. So proud of you too. What a what a you sound like a wonderful man. And I'm glad you turned out okay. Yes. Mm. All right, here we go. All
0: right, reaching in too. Oh, there's something sticky in here. Stop oh, wait, here's
8: one. Okay. Hey Mark and Kenny. Justin here. I've been waiting for this season. Uh Confessions holds a really big space in my heart. Um, I grew up on Madonna and until I was in my early teens, I realized my peers didn't really feel that she was the icon that I did. But for this period, it kind of seemed like everyone got it, um, I felt like this record was everywhere. I didn't feel as alone in my Madonna fandom. Um, so this came out when I was graduating high school. And I was living in Austin, Texas and at the time I was coming up to New York a lot to look at colleges and uh, my musical taste was mostly in bands, uh, New York bands like Yeahs or Interpol, that type of genre, but this album kind of, this error kind of reconnected everyone and kind of like brought me back into uh, pop music. I felt that she was kind of everywhere you would see her like at a Misshapes party, then she would be at the Grammys, and then she, you know, would be on a Motorola commercial. Like you would hear her music in gay bars, straight bars, and it kind of just bridged a huge gap I felt with different genres. Um, Confessions is so special to me. Uh, kind of, it was a period where I was discovering New York, and I was discovering what Justin in New York would be like. And this was the soundtrack to it. Uh, I had to say probably my biggest confession would be for Stuart Price to ask me out to dinner. (laughs) I love you guys. I love the podcast. And I can't wait to see you on the dance floor.
1: That wasn't really a confession, Justin. That was a request. Like we've got a hookup to Stuart Price (laughs) to have dinner. What would you eat at dinner? With Stuart Price, what would I eat? No, what would what what would oh. what do you think Stuart would want to eat?
0: Oh, I think I don't know. I think Stuart would probably want a steak.
1: I th- I think a shepherd's pie. I'm obsessed with meat pies right now. Oh, from, I do love from London. meat London, yeah. Um, well, I love Justin. Well, you know what I, I do too. Justin's and, our yoga friend. Yes, we have and, to go do a class. With I know. Justin. I I've been. I
0: know justin just texted us about it and i was like i need to respond and be like i just got over my physical therapy who told me i can't ever do yoga again but you can
1: come watch me do yoga. i think i can do
0: yoga i just (laughs) need to
1: modify and pay attention do you know what i mean okay
0: so this is part
1: of my new year's resolution we should go we should go to mondo yoga yeah yoga moto 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 yoga and
0: a class oh, yeah.
1: I, you know i love the hot
0: yoga class yeah um yeah but i think one of the things that's really i love from this yeah it's not necessarily a confession but it was yeah. about capturing like his 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 story for me captures a time and yeah we've heard this a lot about this album like totally bringing people back to madonna but also to like pop culture or recontextualizing pop culture and yeah. how i loved when he said like Who was Justin in New York? York, I think that's such a beautiful question.
1: And I I think that there's also something very expansive about Confessions on a Dance Floor that makes you feel like anything is possible. Yeah, And I think it's a great record for when you're young and in the city early on. I, I definitely... I mean, I was in my 20s when it came out in New York and it did feel like, wow... Like, anything could happen. Stuart Price and I could go out to dinner. Anything can happen from because because I'm listening to this. Mm, mm-hmm. I kind of love that. It is
0: a magical album that way.
1: And an yeah. optimistic optimism.
0: Yeah. It has such a life force in it. Oh, ah, yeah. 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 Thanks, oh, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Okay, it's your turn to click in, reach in. Here we go.
9: Hi, Mark. Hi, Kenny. This is Greg. Um... I'm not sure if it's too late to submit a confession, but here's mine. Uh, These are my confessions uh, relating to Madonna's movies. I confess that I do not like Evita. I think it's incredibly boring. I don't think her acting is any good in it, and I don't particularly love her singing in it either. An added confession to this confession, I liked Madonna's singing voice a lot better before she took vocal lessons for Evita. I think she sang with more passion and emotion prior to taking vocal lessons. I confess, I also don't like desperately seeking Susan, except for Aidan Quinn, who's gorgeous, and of course, Laurie Metcalf, who is perfection. I confess, I love Who's That Girl. It's hilarious, outrageous, and 80s deliciousness with a great soundtrack. And I confess, I absolutely love and adore A League of Their Own, of course. A League of Their Own proves to me that Madonna excels in supporting roles. And this used to be my playground is absolutely stunning and still one of my favorite Madonna songs, even though Boy George did in fact do the video first. Uh, It was called To Be Reborn in 1987. All
1: right, bye. Bye, Greg. Damn, Greg. Those are now. Those were some confessions. I
0: feel like those were more reads. Those are takes.
1: Those, were <laughs> those hot are hot takes for sure.
5: But
0: I, I appreciated. The, I mean, first of all, there was a lot. There was a little bit of anger there
1: too. Like, well, I think he's like bring it. He's, he wants to know what we think. He wants to know what we think. Well, I mean, I think we've basically we've covered know, these things, but we'll, we'll we'll revisit.
0: I mean, I I agree that Evita is boring. Yeah. Um yeah. and. I think the the note about,
1: but I her think vocals, I think Evita would have been boring no matter who was oh, in it and who for directed sure, it, and for I mean sure. it's a stage show that yeah,
0: yeah 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 yeah, but still yeah, she sometimes isn't totally like she can't totally convey it all through totally the totally. Um, I think the note about her vocal, her voice changing, yeah, like or that you like. That he likes her voice before she took vocal lessons is really interesting.
1: Well, I think you get you get and you give. I mean, I think that you got the vocal training lost a lot of the spontaneity and the passion of the early Madonna songs. But um, she also could do a whole whole tour healthfully and 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 well and fully after the vocal training, in a way that I don't think um, right she I mean, would have been, she would same. not be able to do what she's been able to do had she had not a lot of training.
0: But it is true we don't hear those kinds of vocals like express yourself or you know um, yeah some of the more like out there pushing it yeah, in that vocal. In that kind of yearning place that like we don't always get. yeah. But we get stronger vocals. I mean Ray of Light we would not you know she no, wouldn't b- no have way. No that. No way. No um, way.
1: And some of the stuff we're talking about now on Hard Candy I yeah. just don't imagine that she would have tried to do some of that stuff and yeah um i also i also don't know if if the vocals would have stayed trapped in like an 80 because i think there's something also like evolving out of the vocals yeah you know i just saw duran duran this summer at the end of the summer um here in new york and they sound amazing but they also sound very of that time still right Because they haven't been able, you know, they sound like they always did.
0: Yeah. Which is, that's their sound. Yeah. But listen, I think that the note about Desperately Seeking Susan, I find interesting too, because we went, remember we went last summer to go watch it like at the City of New York Museum, Museum of City of New York. And So nice to meet so many
1: listeners. It was really nice. It was really fun. But I will
0: admit that. I the movie didn't charm me as much as it had in you know when I was younger. Like I was like a little bored as well.
1: Well, okay, Kenny. Now we we know it. We've seen it how many times by okay, this fine. point. Fair, so it's fair, not fair. like we don't I'm just know when to be the on his side, I mean, yeah. I know Gary Glass falls into the into the the, 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 the hot tub and <laughs> in the commercial. Gary and Glass. Gary Glass. Uh, Gary Glass. I just asked you about it. I didn't want you to sell me one. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I I would agree with. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much in it too. But it there's is the, a good movie. There's so much texture to yeah, it. Yeah. I just actually rewatched After Hours, the Martin oh, Scorsese yeah, movie yeah. with Griffin Dunn yes. and Rosanna Arquette. Yes. Um, that was made I think in '87, uh-huh. so it was just after Desperately Seeking Susan. Maybe '86. No, I was
0: earlier because it he did Who's That Girl
1: after. So like '80. 96. Yeah. And um, it, it captures it, it, it was so interesting to see New York again in that era yeah. in a whole different way. Um, it's not in the romantic, kind of sweet way that Susan Seidelman captured it, it's where there's possibilities. It was like this oppressive, like almost monster right. of, of urban angst. So, well, um, you know, yeah. And, you know, of course she's great in supporting roles. League of Their Own's great. Yeah. Nikki Finn is a supporting performance in a leading lady role.
0: But I agree that Who's That Girl is is really... It's like, for me, it's like, Who's That Girl is on the same... Level is weird science, like oh. like perfect
1: '80s trash. Science is wonderful. I yeah. love that movie. Bill Paxton, oh. we miss you, Bill Paxton, oh. as the brother. So sexy. Remember, he dro- doesn't he drop his towel? At no, no, he throw he he is in a towel. Yeah. I I remember this viscerally yes. as a young teen. <laughs> he is um he is in a towel and he remember they're wearing women's underwear uh-huh. to bring bring her uh, oh, yeah. r- whatever. Kelly and LeBrock. he says, "For Christ's sake, will you cover yourself?" And he. Re- off his towel and exposes his naked body to them Uh, to cover themselves with his towel.
0: However it happens. However it happens. All right, let's get in there and get another confession.
2: Hello, Mark and Kenny. I'm sending you this recording from Barcelona, so here's my confession. I have mixed feelings about confessions on a dance floor because when it was released, I had recently broken up with what could be considered my first boyfriend. I was 21, and we were together for about a year and a half, which at that age seems like a lot, but most of that time he was hooking up with other guys behind my innocent back. So one day in August of 2005, while he was taking a shower in the dorm where he lived, I found a half-open ball of paper that caught my eye because it was full of boys' names. It didn't take me long to figure out that it was a chronological list of all the guys he had hooked up with since his first time. And my name was about halfway down. There were many after me. So we had the definitive conversation to break up right there. Like a good heartbroken Pisces, I clung to the idea of remaining close friends. At that time in Spain, They were airing Queer as Folk on TV, and I couldn't stand the series because in my life, I was replicating all the toxic patterns that were showed there. So when Confessions came out, I used to go out partying with my ex and his friends, not knowing what I was doing there, and surrounded by people who, knowing our history instead of integrating me, also wondered what I was doing there. So I was blocked. So I have memories of many nights in different gay bars, and nightclubs, where hung up or sorry would start playing and all the fervor of the crowd mixed with the bittersweetness of what I was going through, of my inability to take care of myself, my terror of being alone and my low self-esteem. The only song that I listen to regularly from the album these days is Get Together, obviously because it has that yearning quality that characterizes Madonna's best songs and I find it irresistible. And for me, this is one of her last true masterpieces. I should have gone to see the Confessions Tour in Amsterdam with that toxic ex turned into toxic friend. But in the summer of 2006, a few weeks before the concert, I broke all the ties for good to stop hurting myself. It worked. Best regards from Barcelona. Take care.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo for you for cutting ties. Yeah. Yeah, I that's mean. that's shape. Well, there should never be paperwork. You should never <laughs> leave leave a paper trail. Well, I am impressed. If you're I a mean, lothario list. from Barcelona. Yeah,
0: like yeah, I, I was impressed that he was keeping a, a, a running list. But it made me think of that book Numbers. Yeah. Book. Mm. Um, but do you keep a log of? I do. I, I I was just gonna
1: say I'm such a hypocrite. I have a journal you that do? I keep. Yeah, I keep a very record.
0: It's just one journal? You must have, surely, many tomes. Well,
1: yeah, but I keep a journal. Like, I I write down, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Like, what do you write down?
1: I write down who it is, uh, where I met them, when I met them, when we uh, um, spent time together, Uh um, some of the specifics if it was really good and and juicy and interesting. And then also, um, then I kind of keep a log of how many times.
0: Oh, like if you have repeats. Yeah, correct.
1: Um and, and it was because uh I had a friend who advi- when I was a young little, gaby to um, uh, keep a track because mm-hmm. if something happens or oh. someone gets infected, oh that's right why of course you'd have yeah. you'd have the yeah. list yeah. and yeah. then phone numbers uh, it used to have all the phone numbers and stuff. No, it doesn't. No, I just phone numbers, contact information. Contact. Could I have your contact information, just in case, and passport numbers? Right. Because in
0: six to ten days, I may need to contact you. Yeah. 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 If I have an itch or a burn. (laughs) Um, Odd. But uh, (laughs) I I've gone through phases where I've kept lists and then I forget forget about it or I move on. Yeah. Um. But I was just on Scruff the other day. Um and I like some guy came up on it and I like had a note and I was like oh I never because there's like a notes yeah thing on Scruff like yeah. you can write notes about yeah, people I don't use any of that and stuff. I don't usually either so I was yeah. like what is this note it must and be a it, bit important note <laughs> but it was like lives ten blocks from here oh, okay and so okay. it was I wrote that and then I wrote um I wrote something about their physical their physical endowment. No. That was kind of rude, but then I was like, but they're convenient. The so, so, oh. so who could like, I was like, that's, it's not totally to my taste. Like, like going however. to get
1: a sandwich at the convenience, at the <laughs> deli. It's like, it's close by and it's eat food, but it's not the best sandwich. Right. It's, it, you know, I, I may have been, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, um, but anyway, I, I, think, I really yeah. love this. I mean, uh, it's heartbreaking the yeah. way that, 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 this sweet man who had so much to give. I feel like you, yeah. you you had so much to give and you were so yearning for connection that you you stuck around with this dysfunctional friend and his like and posse his horrible of friends enablers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think it's interesting too how these songs were like this weird soundtrack to yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Um it's also fascinating to me because um we're gonna hear get together. I feel like get together is like an important song for a lot of people. I
1: agree. I agree. I was just going to say that, like, that that song to so many people I feel like right now is is kind of an, a returning anthem. Like, can we get together? I really want to be with you. Yeah. Like, we're all... And, and th- this year has felt weird because it's both a... Um, everyone's kind of lifting away from the pandemic behavior and, and the safety, but people still aren't feeling connected to each other. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I just think we're in we're in so many... I don't feel safe in the world. No. no. And so I'm always looking for my people or my silos to yeah. go to. I'm yeah. just trying to get from one to the other because I'm Pockets so... Pockets of safety. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid. And I, I feel like there's so many things in the world right now dividing us. Yeah. You know, and really m- forcing us to move into certain you know, categories. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. um I but think I it, think this yeah. song
1: really this song really um tries to soothe you. Yeah. I forget how soothing this song is. I was just yeah. listening to it to get ready for, you know, um for to go out and I was just like, oh, this is so it's so nurturing. It is. It's a maternal song in this oh, weird
0: way. I like that about I like yeah. that you say that. I just wanna say too about this confession, like Um, I guess this just goes out to anybody who's in a relationship where they feel like they're being mistreated and, and in whatever way that is, or not being honored for the full beauty of who you are. And like, just a reminder that, you know, you can step away, you can cut off ties, you can move on with your life. Your life isn't wrapped around, you know, whatever your circumstances are can change if you want them to.
1: And we say that as New Yorkers who have real estate. Um, concerns all the time. <laughs> I, always yeah. fe- I always feel like people are like, well, I can't leave him because, you know, we share an apartment and it's a great deal. And I was like, well... Um, and I would just... I, I'm sending a, a big hug to Barcelona and yeah. also um, that everybody is special and everybody is unique and everyone has value. And to never forget that about yourself because I feel like so many people um, and I blame social media for this. They look externally for validation and acceptance, and whoever you pin that on, if that could be a a, a teacher or a parent or a friend or a lover or you know anybody, um, uh, the grocery store clerk that gives me my peanut butter, it, my the the sun rises or sets if he doesn't smile at me, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just remember that you, we, we think you're amazing, yes, and um, that no matter what happens, you have value, and it supersedes any kind of in, um, immediate circumstance you're in. Nice. All right, I think we're almost done. Oh yeah,
0: there's very,
10: there's only a couple it's left getting in light. here. The
1: bag's getting light, Kenny. Yeah, Pickle. yeah. Well, here's one. Okay.
10: Hello, Kenny. Hello, Mark. This is Parry from Buenos Aires, Argentina with the Santa Madonna podcast, the first Madonna podcast in Spanish. I wanted to thank you publicly for all I wanted to do is talk about Madonna and such a fan of your podcast. And here goes my confession. When Confessions on the Dance Floor came out, me and my friend Roxy became obsessed with it, especially with the sangha together. I loved the sophisticated production of the song and. I- I always thought of the lyrics as a flirty, clever call for that guy you become anonymously in love with on the dance floor. One day, Roxy came to me and said, I got it. I know what get-together is about. I cracked the code. And I said, okay, what is it about? And she said, think about it. Who knows better than Mother Madonna. She says, um, 47 years and she still is the mistress. Think about it. If it's bitter at the start, then it's sweeter in the end. Anal sex. Ever since, I have even more respect for Madonna, for Get Together, and for Roxy. I love you guys. Thank you for all. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: I'm um, Roxy! Roxy, I want a friend named Roxy. Uh, you can call me Roxy. Can I, <laughs> I, t- I? I'm, gonna I'm tra- Roxy Finkel. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an aunt of yours, like uh, your mother's sister. That's Aunt Roxy. Be my drag name, Mrs. Ro- Roxy Finkel. Mrs. Roxy Finkel. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> change your name in my phone to Roxy oh, Finkel. Please okay? do. it'll pop up as Roxy. <laughs> Great. Okay. okay. Um, um.
0: First of all, I don't agree.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, um, <laughs> no. It's a very no. funny
0: interpretation,
1: but I don't believe that it can be supported. I don't really feel it's ever bitter either. I mean, bitter. I always think of as being like you know, yeah. like a sour milk or something. I, mean, I feel like at the, if it's if it's
0: Like, what is the beginning of it? It's sort of like a tight, (laughs) achy. It could be an ache. It could be like a a (laughs) discomfort, a little discomfort, depending, you know. It's never bitter. But honestly, when, when anal sex is good, it there's no bitter start. There's no even pain at the beginning. It just slides. Oh in my god! <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um.
1: Another another slant on get together. Yes, get yeah, together.
0: Yeah. I think we could do like a whole book on interpretations. On or, interpretations,
1: of, and 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 this guy could write Dem-Marie's the foreword <laughs> <laughs> to the book. Roxy, Roxy should write. Roxy, Roxy Finkel should write the. the, write the. <laughs> no, Roxy, Roxy. You oh. know what? You know who, where Roxy but, is now. She's roommates with Tina. Oh, I think I, know I that. think Tina saw the name Roxy on the application uh, that she she because she made everyone submit okay, an application, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, I need a friend named Roxy. She's going to be my roommate." <laughs> I do, I do, and I think Roxy owns a collection of bathrobes. Oh, yeah. Different I, colors and, and oh, textures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I yeah. think her favorite one is her Terry Cloth one. Agreed, agreed. Um, that was bonkers. <laughs> right. Last one, okay, last, last
10: one. one. All right, Mark and Kenny, here is my confession. I love Madonna. She is a queen, she's unparalleled. Her success, her longevity, all to be admired. But I think Kylie Minogue's better and more fun and doesn't take herself as seriously. And Padama's a bop. Don't hate me. Love you guys. Oh girl, little shit.
1: Okay, first, okay, first of all, <laughs> I can't wait for 2024. If only because Padam Padam will <laughs> disappear into the ether forever and oh, ever. Oh my God!
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh!
1: No, when I was in London, I was I uh, yeah. was in London last weekend, and I was so fortunate to be interviewed on the BBC about our show, and I stayed for the full hour with um, Gabby Rosslyn on her show, which was wonderful. Thank you, Simon London, for inviting me as <laughs> well and um her favorite kylie minogue song was padam padam and we played it uh, on the hour i'm like i can't get away from this fucking song did you say that on the show i i told her i was like really
0: Uh, and then we started talking about of
1: all time her favorite kylie minogue song what's your
0: favorite kylie song i mean do you like listen to kylie
1: i mean i saw I, I disagree with this this oh, confession. Of like, course, 100%. like, let's not even like uh, open, unpack this, this. But I, I want to
0: honor his bravery for coming totally. And I, this. That's
1: wonderful. First of all, I think there's a cost for not taking yourself at all seriously, which is what Kylie Minogue doesn't seem to care what she puts out into the world. She just that's turns not out That's not true. No, I know. I'm Kylie. Just being the
0: thing about Kylie, Kylie is like. Um you know, she always talks about, well, I just want to serve the song, and yeah. I really do believe that's what she does. And so she's she like a a true professional. She's such a pro. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and she loves what she does. I yes. mean she's not and I think she, there's a lot of stuff th- of hers that I really enjoy. oh,
1: I mean, yeah. love at first sight is is a perfect song. Love mm. at first sight is a is a perfect song, and that one slow. oh, I love slow slow is probably yeah. my favorite dance song and and you know, like, Uh, In the 90s in the early 2000s Kylie Minogue's that was her like big heyday of dance songs and remixes and stuff It was a great time to be a Kylie Minogue fan. I think I got into Kylie I saw her live in the early 2010s and it was around Aphrodite and Mm -hmm. I think that that record is the one that I Mm -hmm. I know the best because I owned it and I like listen to that a lot Mm. I really love all the lovers that's a great great song which
0: I think Stuart Price produced. Yes, he did.
1: Yeah. He did. It's a cla- that is a classic song and that's a song that when it came on you were like this is a classic this yeah. is perfect. Yeah. 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 That's so silly. That was our last confession. He's so mean. He's so mean to beat us like this. No, no, no,
0: no. I think, like I said, he was brave. He came to a space where he knew he was going to be against the grain and he spoke his truth. That means he feels safe in our community. And
1: I and I applaud that. I applaud that.
0: I Uh, really do. And
1: and I I do also think that the Jesse Ware Kylie Minogue duet that they did this year is also hilarious and fabulous.
0: Okay. Like when you say the name Jesse Ware, I literally have no reference.
1: Like why are I, you I don't not know. on board with Jesse Ware? I don't your know. assignment is to go home and listen to Jesse Ware. Like where do I start? What's your pleasure? Okay. Her pandemic disco album—it's fabulous. I had a boyfriend who had great taste in music. John Russell Stanger, I miss you terribly. And uh, he took me to see Jessie Ware at the Bowery Ballroom, like she had a record out, and she like did this. She was kind of like a disco shade. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, and and then she kind of inched more and more towards actual dance music, and now she's done this. And she did an album called "Ooh, That's Good." And literally, she did two sold-out shows at Terminal 5 this fall, and all of Queer New York was there.
0: But I wasn't. You were not, I'm not there because really you're queer. not into it, man. Well, I never had anybody introduce me.
1: Well, now I'm saying to you, What's Your Pleasure by okay. Jesse Ware. Okay. It's a great record. I'm going to show it to you. I have it on vinyl right over oh, there. Maybe well, show you it to can you. play
0: me a track before, because we're about to go to a party.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you can
0: play me a track. I know, a holiday party. A holiday party.
1: So that was our, those were some great confessions, some heartbreaking confessions. Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, and those were the only ones that we, you know, found, like, there's another bag of them somewhere, probably. I hope so. I hope so. Do you have any, uh, do you have a final confession for the year that you need to,
1: you know, share? Um, what is my final confession for 2023? Hmm. Um, oh gosh. You don't have to have one. I, I think I've confessed everything. Yeah. I, I think that I am just full, my, my feeling for, for the end of the year yeah. is the gratitude and the um, the love that we've been able to both spread and receive from all the different people. Um, over this year through these conversations. That's not a confession. I know and uh, um, Balls yeah. all and and just the all the different places we've been able to go and and be with people and and you know Mary Gabriel and you know, oh, Jess, yeah. Jess, yeah. and you know, we've, we've been doing so many amazing conversations with outside people and um, and that's the stuff that matters and and um, uh, I guess my confession is: is I was never that worried that Madonna was going to not recover. Really? Yeah, I was. I my my faith is steadfast. I was like, she, she, no way, no way
0: there were look there were you know because you talked me through a couple very dark (laughs) times where i was really really worried because
1: i got text messages with no punctuation i was like oh god kenny's spinning i would spin because it
0: would be so long before we would hear anything and i was like what if something like has really 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 like what if she's turned a corner and she can no longer speak or move or you know
1: like we didn't know you know yeah um I I could I think we would have felt it. I really do feel this. I think oh. we will feel it.
0: Well, I felt it. I knew something was wrong and you poo-pooed me. <laughs> it was like it was a, a 10 days
1: before anything was, you know, and I was like, we haven't heard from a Kenny, I don't poo-poo you. I never poo-poo. I never go poo-poo. Uh, no, I was kind of like, I think you're being dramatic.
0: Yes, that's probably exactly. And see,
1: that's the thing. People act like I'm this like crazy, like banshee of a person going highs and lows. Kenny is so dramatic. No, I really am. He really is. I mean, sometimes I feel like you know I try to stay in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: know. That's how like people are like, oh, he's so mellow and so cool. But Uh, uh, I am am uh, actually. uh. He's the one
1: spiraling. (laughs) He's the one spiraling. Well,
0: that is my confession for the year. (laughs) Yeah, which is that. You know, I have to confess that without you as my working partner, I couldn't have survived the year. That's very sweet. So that's very thank you for being the engine. Yeah, and for you know, keeping things moving
1: and keeping us focused and energized. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, and thank you for all of your um, magnificent editing and work on these episodes. Kenny, Kenny does so much to craft the raw. flesh of our of our conversations it's a lot of cuttings of ums um, ums ums ums, ums, <laughs> ums. um <laughs> and and i'm i will also confess that um i will never feel uh as eager to talk to someone like i do you i love talking oh, to you kenny i love talking to you too yeah well, and we wish all of you a very happy holidays. Yes. And, and
0: wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Yeah. And everybody take a moment to just think about, what is Madonna doing right
1: now? <laughs> I hope she's taking a rest. She's got a little break before she... I hope so, too. She's I, got a break before she comes back on the road. I, hope, I, I just hope that whenever she's in an airport that people leave her alone. Oh, my gosh. I know. And not, and not share photos of her coming into the airport. Except... It's, I like to see all of them. No, you, but you're not sharing them. That's the thing. You can look at the photos, but I just, I feel so bad. And I always feel bad for, like, the security guards because hasn't hasn't Madonna come to JFK enough times? Oh she it's knows like, where to go. She's like, kno- what a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, we have to walk Madonna through security and go this way to the left. It's like, it's the same terminal. But what cracks me up is, like, There's no other star
0: that's not even at her level that goes through the terminals. Yeah. Like, they're all in their private whatevers, you know, so like it's pretty interesting too. you
1: know what i have a theory because you know one of the twins was with her this last journey and um i have a feeling she enjoys some of the snacks on the on the commercial flights that they take she's like i want to go on the i want to get the gummy bears or something or i want
0: the honey you know delta has been doing these honey
1: mustard pretzels oh they're heaven so good they're very good very good very good you know what else i like i like these um these uh, like savory biscuits they give you as the oh, snack yeah. at the beginning of the flight. Yeah. When I flew back from London, they gave me two little boxes. And why? Because the flight attendant recognized me from all I wanted to. Really? That, oh, yet? you didn't tell me that. <laughs> His name is Xavier. Thank you so much for the extra box of, of biscuits. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> it was very sweet. That is sweet. It was, oh. it was. Well, have happy 20... Let's say goodbye to 2023. Um,
0: hey, hey, hey,
5: goodbye.
0: We're gonna take a couple weeks. Hey, hey, yes, we're gonna take we're gonna take a, a little holiday in January. Yeah, for we'll be back two to three weeks.
1: Two weeks. It uh, may be three. I think it's gonna be two.
0: But I do all the editing, so it may be.
1: three I think it's gonna be two. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll be back the, the second. I I think we'll be like a third of the way through. Yeah, candy. yeah. We got the rest of the candy heart to do. <laughs>
0: And then we have some special announcements at the end of this season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. And uh, we also um, are going to celebrate Sikki and Sweet. Yeah. And we do. You know, And goddess continues. Goddess continues. Until next time. Bye.